Welcome back to another episode of Elevate Love. I love relationships. We all have them, need them, or want them. They connect us in this world. Not all relationships are great, but I want to talk about the great ones because they get overlooked. We hear about the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. But when we hear about the beautiful and elevating relationships, that's when we get further in this world. And we grow and become more successful. I'm your host, Arielle Levitt. So let's start elevating the love for more positive relationships. Stephanie Banks is joining me today on the podcast. She is an intuitive channeler. She found this gift in her and in finding this gift, she found a new path in life. Have you ever thought about celebrating you and who you have become after a divorce? Let's get right into this. Hi, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Oh my gosh. This is just so special. And you look gorgeous, by the way, <laughs> ready to go. It's amazing what a shower will do for someone. Yeah. <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> There's so many things I want to talk about with you today. First off with the post that caught my eye, that was just like magical about mm-hmm. you celebrating your divorce a year from your divorce. Mm-hmm. And most people, I mean, it's a hard journey that you, you know, had to go through and most people would, um, I don't know if celebrate would be the right word, you know, because it's, you know, it's a loss. It can be, I guess it depends on the relationship, but so let's start, I guess, a little bit from rewind and then we can kind of come forward a little bit, but so how, let's talk about your marriage, I guess your meeting and then where you ended up and kind of just start from there. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's see. Well, I I think that And I could be wrong, but I think that for anybody that goes through divorce, it is a loss, even if you have been desperate for divorce for a very long time, and it's exactly the right thing for you and what you need, it's still a loss because when you get married, pretty much everybody I know does so with the the hope, the intention, the dedication to having that be a very lasting, if not forever relationship. So deciding that you must part ways and change the structure of the relationship or the nature of it or end it completely, it's, that's going to be a loss. You are having to adjust to what you had hoped and what you had felt and what you had invested in not being something that came to its, whatever our culture determines to be its intended. So in our culture, we, we talk about marriage as forever, right? And, wow, oh, that's a long time. <laughs> It sounds good, but it sounds good if both people are growing and both people hold space for their, you know, their partner's growth and support each other in that growth, then yeah, that's awesome. And and that can be a forever relationship. But oftentimes, at least in my case, we grew, you know, differently or at different paces. And in some arenas I grew and he didn't because that wasn't what he was here to grow and and do. And so I believe given my professional background that we are souls here, each of us souls having a human experience. And we call in all these different relationships, situations, circumstances, opportunities to, for growth. And we do the greatest growth within the context of our relationships, because We can only grow where we're challenged. We don't have growth when things are um, just 
great and easy and smooth and hunky-dory. Uh, there's no growth there. That can be a lot of fun and enjoy it if you have moments of that. But we are ultimately here to grow to some extent. And for us, I recognized that after, I mean, I recognized it years before we actually went through the process of divorce, that we were no longer committed to, to each other's, I will change the wording of that. I did not feel supported in my, in my growth and in my truth and in my spiritual beliefs and in my profession. And so for a while, I tried to make that okay. I tried to say things like, well, it's all right. He doesn't have to have the same belief set that I do in order for us to have a good and healthy marriage. And so I was able to eke out some more years, you know, kind of with that narrative. But eventually what I do is who I am. That's what I started to recognize. And I, it was too exhausting to have a division for myself, these, these like containers. Okay. I can be spiritual with this person and within these spheres and within the clients that I serve and with my children, but not with my husband and not in our conversations because I need to make sure that he's not uncomfortable and I need to make sure that he won't be judging me or feeling like we're more separate. I was doing so much work to try to keep a, to keep the marriage together for the outside look of it, to keep it intact, of course, for my children, because I had this, I had this fear that if we if we did separate, if we did divorce, that our family would be forever damaged. I'm going to report happily that that was absolutely not the case later, but I, I couldn't grow within the relationship anymore. And it was, it was very stifling for me and it was sad and it felt very lonely. I was feeling lonely for a long time in my marriage. And I got to a place where I had to decide, do I want to keep doing that? Or do I want to free myself and ultimately him as well to, to be who we are so that I'm, we're not having to step so lightly around each other and, and try to be, in my situation, try to be less of who I am so that he would be more comfortable. Yeah, I know. I mean, like you said, we go into uh, marriage, not thinking divorce is going to happen or, or society, I guess, maybe, you know, that pressure. And it's, it's frowned upon and it's, you know, maybe I guess now it's a little bit more accepted or it's just like, you know, it didn't work out, move on to the next, but it's, it's a scary feeling that when you're going into a relationship that, that, that could be a possibility. And you, I mean, you rolled with it. I mean, you, you were like, this is who I am. This is who I need to be. And just because it might be more uncomfortable, <laughs> you know, having to face that divorce, the, the D word, if you want to say, but you went through it. I think that's really incredible. Well, it took, it took me a long time to get to the place of strength where I was willing to listen to my intuition. It's funny because regularly, like clockwork, every certain number of weeks or days, I would have this, this feeling, this wave of like, get out. Mm -hmm. That's what my intuition would say. Get out, make the change. This is not okay. Not, nothing in this is okay. And if I waited long enough, those days would pass and then I would, you know, keep chugging along. <laughs> but that happened for years. That voice just stayed with me and kept prompting me. And it took me not just a, a, a while of time to, to get the courage to pursue divorce, 
but a team. It took a team. And so I encourage anybody with any type of relationship breakup, get your, get your team, call your team in. Like that can be your dear friends. That can be your trusted family members. That can be, for me, it was that plus acupuncture, hypnotherapy, therapy, you know, just psychotherapy because we were working with a marital counselor for a, a while. It was aromatherapy. I had people who were versed in essential oils. This one's good for relaxation. This one's good for that. Whatever you do for self-nurturing. So that might be massage or healing touch, or just the self-nourishment part is super important when you are heading into the unknown. And when you're going into territory that feels, feels scary to you, the unknown, I, I come from a family who, you know, my parents were together from until my mother passed. And so there's, I didn't have, I was not a child of divorce. And so I didn't have that experience. And my ex-husband, same thing, his parents are still together. So there was this feeling of like failure, the, the marriage failed. That's the story. And I would propose a very different story because I do not tell the story that my marriage failed. My marriage was wildly successful. I have three of the most amazing kids. Their souls are so exquisite and powerful and incredible. And they are bright and doing their journeys and their work in the world. I, we created home environments for 21 years that welcomed friends and family and had people feel tended to and loved and cherished. We attended countless family events, offering love and joy and contributing to the greater good. We did a lot of amazing, important things together. All the things that I wanted to experience in, in a relationship or a marriage, I did. I think that's successful. And just because it doesn't last until I go to the grave or because we choose to change the structure of our family in order for everybody to have uh, thriving, that's also success, I think, to, to look into what, what will serve everybody and not just what society or religion or conditioning would have us believe is what we can call a successful marriage. We all know plenty of people who are married and have been for a long time and they are miserable, both of them, and they can't stand each other. And we don't get to call that a successful marriage. Not at all. Oh my gosh. I know. That's why I think that's a very good point that you're saying is it can be a very short amount of time, but it can be a beautiful marriage at that time. Yes. And I think that's, we all, I myself included, I mean, you know, everybody, we get caught up in this. It has to be 70 years of this beautiful marriage or whatever, but yeah, that's a very good point. I, I, yeah, we don't, it doesn't always have to be, you know, a great length. It could just be a short amount of time with a lot of love in it at that time. Any amount of time. And I, you know, mine was 21 years. That's not a short amount of time. Like, That's a long chunk of our lives that we dedicated to our family and to each other. And so I feel really good about it. I really do not feel that my marriage was a failure. And because I I feel it that way, I, I don't have as much like heaviness around it. I have still been doing a lot of internal work and healing because there's plenty of stuff now that I have the freedom to explore what, what took place, what were some of those patterns? How did I contribute? What was his contribution? That's, you know, that's the hard work, the important work to understand that. So if we don't want to repeat things that are not supportive to us, if, if I want to get into another relationship, if I want to just have the understanding of myself of where my, my places of seeking affirmation or outside anything, seeking 
anything from the external that I'm really intended to give to myself from the internal. That's, that's where the work is. And I've been doing a lot of growth and a lot of transformation in that way too. And I'm just, I, I love my life now. I am really happy. I miss my kids when they're at their dad's for sure. And I also love when they're at their dad's because I get to work and create and do things that are outside of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> some you time. You get to have some you time. So I guess I should rephrase that whole question I even asked in the beginning, but it was almost like, not rephrase it, but add to it, but that, that post that you posted of the year celebration of the divorce, it's a really a year celebration of you taking back. Yeah. Your ownership of you and not that loss of yourself. Yeah. I am celebrating me in the celebration. Yeah. That, that post was really about, because I was talking about, this is what I've learned. Just a little snapshot of what I've learned over this past year. I learned that I can change my whole house water filter, which you might laugh, but that is not an easy task. (laughs) It's a big deal. It's not a little sink filter. It's like outside the home, big honking thing, got to turn off the water to the whole house. So that things don't explode. It's kind of nerve wracking. I can do it. I learned how to drain my pool when it fills up too high with rain. I learned how to manage every aspect of my home that I, in previous years, was just like, ah, you know, we played those traditional roles. He'll get it. He'll do it. He'll take care of it. And honestly, it's not that hard. Like, like I I just told you it was so hard with the water filter, but other than that, (laughs) this stuff is totally manageable in my mind during the marriage. It was easy for me to tell myself, I don't know how to do that. That's too hard. Thank goodness. I have someone that can help with that. Thank goodness. My partner enjoys these types of things or is willing to do them. And now I think I, there's nothing I can't do. I can, of course, maintain a household and take care of all of the many millions of things that need to happen and take care of children and take care of three dogs and tend to all, all of it. And so it's a celebration of me and the recognition that the only true limitations that exist are those that I decide are my limitations. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, we all, we all create our own limitations, right? You're coming past those like left and right. You're like, let's go, let's take them on. <laughs> yes. That's wonderful. So I know you, you said your, your career or your, your journey in life or so has, was one of the reasons that steered you away from the marriage or it's, it, it, I shouldn't say steered you away. It, you became more true to yourself and uh, then a marriage changed in that sense. I mean, I love what you do. But let's, <laughs> if we can talk about it just for a minute, because it's such important work and it's beautiful. And can we just share a little bit about like your gift? Yeah. Yeah. I would I love to talk about that. It's just. Yeah. Okay. And thank you for calling it a gift because it actually took me years to acknowledge it as a gift. And it took me that long because I was in a marriage where the message was, you can't do what you're doing. It's not a thing. It's not real. And so for a while, I, it is real, first of all, because I'm doing it and I, I'm, it's, and I've been trained and I'm practicing and I have a client base that affirms this left, right, and center. 
And, uh, but still when the person who is, you know, really the closest, supposed to be the closest to you tells you that part, part of you not only isn't a gift, but isn't, isn't a real thing or isn't possible. It, it can be a, a message that you carry, you know, or you start to, I didn't start to believe it, but it was very hard for me to get out from under that heavy state. What I do professionally is I am a professional intuitive channel and, and a medium which means that I channel, I bring in divine energy and soul communications from any soul that is on the planet right now. And like I said, we're all souls having a human experience or any soul that's on the other side. So our ancestors and our loved ones who are no longer in their physical bodies, but still very present with us, very connected to us. We just don't always feel it or believe it, or we distract ourselves from it. And I, I bring those messages. My clients will say, I would like to hear from my own soul, my higher self. I'm making some career decisions. Can you feel into that energy and tell me what my soul wants me to know? We'll channel that. Or they might say, I'm really missing grandma Rose and I would love for you to channel her. She's been passed for 15 years and we were really close. Can, can she come through? And then I will bring messages from grandma Rose. I channel animals. I channel trees. I channel Gaia, mother earth. Clients can ask me questions about relationships or about their work and professional life. And we can channel from the perspective of their guides. We all have guides. Guides are, are non-physical energetic support network. And we have, there's countless guides around us all the time to support us. They really do want us to have as smooth of a journey as we can. They know that we're here to grow and they're helping us to do that, but they also move some of the big boulders out of the way for us when we are in connection with them. And when we are communicating and receiving, and then showing gratitude and appreciation for their involvement. So I love to introduce people or reintroduce people to their guides. And we have guides for relationships and guides for the parking spot we want at the mall. I call those parking spot guides. We have guides for our big work in the world. I have channeling guides. I have teaching guides. I have guides that run ahead of me and like clear the path so that whatever I'm manifesting and looking to create or express in the world is made more easy on me to do. Yeah. And, and you can tell by the energy that's coming out of me as I talk about my work that it's real. <laughs> this is, it is. yes, I've been, I've been grateful to experience it and it is powerful. It's very, very powerful. So when did this start coming out in your marriage? Because, or was this always something that you had? I mean, obviously you always had it in you, right? But when did it start showing up more, I guess? is when it my recognition of this gift of yeah this this gift and how it because I guess when you first started your marriage and then when this came into play it wasn't there in the very beginning or I mean it was there but it wasn't as prominent you know it wasn't so when did that start to kind of all kind of come together you know yeah well I would say that it, it was not present. Not, not that my intuition wasn't present. We all have intuition. It's present all the time. It's just whether we choose to use it, but I had no clue 26 years ago when I met my, you know, my ex-husband now that I would be doing this. I, then I was a speech therapist. I had just gotten my master's degree. I was working in hospital environments. I was very clinical, very left-brained, um, 
And so it was a great match then, which is also why I can see how the marriage, what, what drew us together. It wasn't until about 14 years ago, 15, maybe 15 years ago, when we relocated to South Florida and I'm a best friend, a new, a new friend who ended up being one of my best friends. And she did this work. She was a, an, a channel. She was also a physical therapist. So we had so much in common being in the rehab world as well as the intuition world. And she is the person who taught me channeling. I learned how to channel from her. And she sent me to her mentor who was luckily local. And I took some beginning channeling classes and started to use, you know, a pendulum for channeling. And, and then I, I sought my own, um, I sought more mentorship with a world-renowned psychic medium, Sonia Choquette, and I went to her trainings. So that was, that all took place about, this started about 15 years ago. And it was through being with that best friend of mine, Jennifer, that I started to recognize that I was, while she was channeling, because we would gather groups of women around and then she would channel the messages. And while she was channeling, I realized I'm also hearing some messages. What's that about? And I didn't trust it for a long time. And, but I started to get more training. And as I went to get more training, I learned how to clear my field and how to trust what I was getting more and how to show up in service to others and, and be very professional and hold the highest integrity and all the things that are super important to me as a more type A leaning person. And so that's, that's how it came about. Initially, I, you know, I shared with my husband at the time this is what I'm taking some classes on. And he didn't ask too many questions about it. I think he thought, he told me actually later, he thought this was just going to be a passing thing. <laughs> he thought this is, you know, cause I've done a lot in my life. I've also been a lactation consultant and a birth doula and a childbirth educator and all sorts of things that they haven't been passing or fleeting, but they haven't taken a front and center place in my world. And so he was supportive. He thought she's just curious about this and wants to pursue it. Even, even found a table for me to practice my channeling at this was years ago. And so I thought, well, this is really a good sign. This is very supportive. And then as I grew in that, and as my business grew and I left my hospital work to pursue my channeling work full time, which also he was supportive of nervous about, but supportive of. And, and he saw like that this was, that I was helping a lot of people and, and people would come up to us at gatherings and say, do you know how much your wife has helped me? She totally changed my life in this way or that way. And, and that was such a lovely thing for me to experience, except that he would just go stone-faced when, mm -hmm, when people would say that. Yeah. Cause he, he, if you, if you don't believe it's a thing, how do you even respond to someone saying this changed my life? And so there, you know, it's just a lot of like little signals and signs of, wow, this is pretty empty here. It's really sad to, to not be able to celebrate that with him. But that's about the timeline. I would say about 15 years ago, it started. And then maybe five or so years into my journey with it, as it started to grow, there started to become a slower separation where he wouldn't ask me about it so much. Or if he did ask me, it would be a very surface, how was your session kind of thing where I could just say, good. 
And then, you know, we'd find other topics to talk about. Wow. So that's a long time to then start to, I mean, slowly separate Mm -hmm. and start going around separate paths and everything. Wow. It's, it's a lot to, to go through life, right? (laughs) Opportunities to grow. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a lot, but oh my gosh, you do it so gracefully. And I have to say you, are like the definition of elevate love. I have to say, I follow you on Instagram and your Instagram is just fabulous. And you post these wonderful elevating things that you do in the world, which then like puts a little like, oh my gosh, I should like, I, it's so easy. Like one of the things that you posted even, and it's all that energy flow, right? You give it, you take it, you receive it. You, you just have to keep circling it. And you posted, well, there's two posts in particular that just stick out in my mind that I thought were fabulous, but one that you leave like some water or something for the UPS man or the mailman, you know, and what a special thing to do. And it's such an easy thing. It's, it takes no effort. I mean, not no effort, but it's, you know, Hey, here, here's a bottle of water, some Gatorade, whatever it is that you need to help because they're such hard workers underrecognized. And carrying everything and shopping everything is a lot. It's a lot. There's so much, there are so many opportunities in our daily life where, where we can show up like that. I, I mean, I really get almost high on this. Like I, I put that box out with the snacks and the, and the vitamin waters, like stuff that I would want to eat and drink. And sometimes if I hear the delivery truck, I hide (laughs) So that I can see like, who's coming. Is he going to take something? Oh, oh, he's, oh, he's, he's looking at the lemonade, but he might want the cranberry. Oh, he took the lemonade. Oh, I wonder if he wants the trail mix or the sun chips. Oh, he took both. Awesome. (laughs) And it's just fun. It's just totally fun. And anybody would enjoy this because it's, it is super easy to do. And every now and then I will, like, I went outside to bring the mail in and the delivery driver was, he had just put his snacks away. And so I waved, I said, thank you um, for the package. And he's like, thank you. (laughs) It's just fun. We are here for each other. All of us We're we're going through some big stuff. It's just going to continue. I can say this because every fiber of me knows that the the challenges that we have created as humans, whether it's climate crisis and deforestation and the destruction of our planet, and then the, the, the racial issues, social justice issues, political, there's so much divisiveness, even where you fall in the vaccine situation. Every opportunity for us to separate from one another, unfortunately, is nurtured and nourished by the, often by the media and certainly by our, our conditioning and how we've been trained to other each other. So these little things are like so exciting to me. I I try to hand out um, these power bars that I love. They're like these vegan, delicious, dark chocolate mint. Yeah, they're incredible. And I hand them to the guards at the gate. And the first time they took some, you know, they, they thanked me and they took one. The second time though, my daughter was like, mom, please stop handing them bars. I'm like, no, they might be hungry. But then the second time, both of the guards I passed 
refused the bars. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was just so disappointed. But of course, that's their right. They're probably, that's not what they wanted. <laughs> but I'll keep trying. And maybe my UPS guy wants one. <laughs> exactly exactly it's it's almost like halloween you know trick-or-treat at your house or trick-or-treat around <laughs> you all the time <laughs> it's so wonderful and then you had this other post i just have to talk about this for a minute because it's so beautiful but the post that you posted about staying in a hotel room and leaving just like a little bar and some cash for the um, housekeepers and that's something that your father did. And now you're doing it and hopefully your kids eventually will do it. And it's such a thing that, you know, it's such a tough job. I got to tell you, I think that's one of the toughest jobs and it's so underthanked and that you just do that. And it, I mean, they don't know it's coming. They don't, it's a little surprise, you know, and it makes their day. And it's just passing on. It's like these little love, almost like little love hearts. I want to say that you give around to the world that you do. That is just so elevating. Like you said, there's so many things that divide us in this world and that you are just pushing forward and, and, and trying to get that like little humanity train going, you know, like we can do it. We can do it. If we just spread a little bit of love to each other to lift up each other's days really changes the world. It does. It changes the world because it changes a moment for someone else. Mm -hmm. And then that inevitably, just specifically speaking to energy here, that inevitably ripples out because that housekeeper, gosh, you think about the housekeepers that work in hotels. Mm -hmm. We are probably such slobs in hotels. I think I can speak for everybody, really. You do not fold your things neatly. You know, oftentimes you might be in a hurry or you like eat a bunch of stuff quickly and you leave all your wrappers and it's messy and gross and you're, eh, they'll, they'll clean it. That's like the mentality, but it's enormous work that they have to do just to tidy our rooms for us to return back to. Another thing that I do now is I just keep the do not disturb sign out the whole time I'm staying at a hotel so that they can work on the rooms that they have to turn over for the, for new people to come in. We don't, I don't need daily, you know, care in, in there. They don't need to vacuum in my room all the time or like hang my towels up. I can hang my own towels up. It's really a conservation of resources that I'm really interested in human resources. And then like saving water by using, reusing the towels and things like that. But that housekeeping staff, they do work so hard and they see some, I'm sure, I don't even want to imagine the disgusting <laughs> things that they have to see and deal with. So to know that somebody sees that, even if you just leave a note, I think they should be tipped. That's why, I mean, that should be included in your hotel stay is extra gratuity for your housekeeping staff, my opinion. But to come in and be like, okay, I have to work and clean this room and turn it over for new, new occupants. And then see like a note, like, thank you so much for making our room beautiful. God bless you. We appreciate you. And then here's a bar <laughs> and then here's some cash and then a, a sweet note. And that is, 
unusual for them to receive. And that might shift their heart. You don't know what a person is going through. That's a really tough job to have. They don't pay well for those jobs. And yeah, that then that person might be more loving towards their child or towards their spouse or towards just the world at large because they felt seen, heard, and appreciated that day, even for a moment. That's our role here for each other is to hold that and do that and show that it takes no effort at all. And it is really fun. Yeah. One of my favorite expert quotes or sayings or whatever a friend of mine says every, you know, just, just two degree shift. It's a two degree shift. It doesn't have to be a big one. It can just be two degrees. And if you keep going straight and making that two to two degree shift, eventually, obviously you're going to end up someplace else. Yeah. You are. Yeah. And, and those are lasting changes we can make are the incremental yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Those little ones. And then it just starts to change everything else. So you're making those little two degree shifts in everybody's world, you know, and it's so special. I really appreciate everything you're doing and passing along. It's like, you know, pay it forward or whatever, you know, that whole expression. And, but it's really, and it's easy things that everybody can do. I mean, it doesn't, and it doesn't have to be much. It could be $5 for the housekeeping staff. It doesn't have to be whatever, but it's just a little bright, little, little ray of sunshine in somebody's day. Yes, absolutely. Oh, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today. This has just been so fabulous, but before we go and I just let everybody know where they can find you and also put it in the show notes, but tell us, tell us away. The website is soulinsight.com, soul like your soul, S-O-U-L, insight.com. I don't remember what my Instagram name is, so please just post that there. I'm trying to limit my social media, like scrolling because it affects me, you know, especially the hard things in the world that tend to bombard us. And as an empath, I feel that very deeply. So it can take me off my game a bit. So I honestly can't remember it. Is it whatever? But you Stephanie in- intuitive channel, I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and for women who are interested in being in a sisterhood group of support where I post, you know, daily musings sometimes, I have a Facebook group that's called Sacred Soul Sisterhood. And everybody is welcome to join in there. Thank you. Oh, this is so special. Thank you so much. I so enjoy being here every Monday with you and digging into relationships. But before I see you next week, if you've enjoyed this episode, tell a friend or write a review on iTunes. I appreciate your support and love staying connected on Instagram or on the Facebook group, Elevate Love. So if you want to see some behind the scenes or tell me your thoughts on the episode, join me on Instagram at elevate.love.xo. Until next time.